going to get my preach on again. I have decided that this is how I'm going to spend my wild commute, because if you don't know me, I spend about 140 plus miles a day commuting. You guys, it's ridiculous. And so after a decade in this business, I've got plenty of gems and wisdom bouncing around my head, not to mention a few rants and humorous anecdotes. So I'm just going to spend my commutes talking into my voice memo app, doing these little biz sermons, and then turning it into this podcast and blog for you. Enjoy. So the thing is, I'm a Bible Belt girl with no religious affiliation or leaning, but I've always had a bit of a rebellious hankering to be a preacher. That's probably why there's three different Divinity School applications saved on my computer at any given time. Uh, I grew up in a fundamentalist Bible church where women were seen and not heard. And as you can imagine, that didn't sit so great with me. But despite that, church as a place was always home. And that's because my mom was always the cook at any church we went to. It didn't matter if it was a big one with thousands of members or a tiny one with a hundred. We did it all and she was always the glue just holding the community together. Seeing people where they were and for who they were, meeting their needs with food and conversation, that was what her gift was. And so what I see in her and what I often hear in the struggle of my clients is that we need more people to show up with their intuitive gifts, with their natural talents and their joy. One of the richest gifts in my life is that I grew up steeped in the knowledge that who you are is an incredible thing, perfectly designed to fill a need in the world. But I don't know about you, but for me, there's always been this weird hang up, which is how can I get paid so well for something that is so easy? It's a question that has limited me and held me back over and over again. And I know I'm not the only one because I've had this conversation a thousand times. And even though I work through it over and over, I find it rising back up and both myself and in my community. We make the mistake of thinking that entrepreneurship has to be hard, that business has to be full of difficulty and struggle. And I'm not going to sell you some BS vision that says there'll be no pain or no difficulty. But there's a difference between facing our fears and building our entire business 100 yards outside of our comfort zones. There's a difference between persevering through the hard days and pushing through a way of working that is completely out of alignment. I believe that so often what you are meant to do is that thing that comes so naturally to you that it's just who you are, that special something that you can do better than everybody else, but is so innate you don't even consider it a talent. That's where your genius zone is. And when we break free of guilt and imposter syndrome, we make this space to charge a premium price for something that feels incredibly natural. My mom would never have been able to serve the thousands of people she did throughout her life if she had poured out her time trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. 
Her influence would have been so intensely reduced if she tried to sew quilts or offer financial assistance or volunteer at some community organization for kids, even though those are all great things. By showing up in her natural gifts, she could spend 20 hours of a day cooking for her family and homeless shelters churches and new moms and dying patients and she could do it without feeling resentful because she worked out of her pleasure she found the energy to serve with influence and ease I never once saw her show up and say man I am not really serving or making an impact or helping these people because this isn't difficult Instead, there was always this sweet, profound gratitude that she could take the weight off of the suffering by doing the things she loved to do most in the world. Sometimes working in the kitchen was her livelihood, and sometimes it was a side hustle, and sometimes it was just that thing she did to bring a little extra kindness to the world. And what I want to know is, do you have something like that? Do you have that thing that you can't stop doing, whether you're paid or not? The thing that shows up over and over, but is so close you're not acknowledging it. In the last couple of years, as I've stretched and grown my business in new ways, I've looked to bring my full self into my work, to show up and do things that only I can do. Recently, that's looked like inviting people to sit around my table, to nourish their bodies and make space for their souls and strategize their businesses. And so often it looks like cooking a warm meal and untangling the ways that things holding us back in our business are often the same things holding us back in every other space. And so I've hosted a few masterminds, and one of the areas of resistance I've noticed is women not wanting to specify who they're here to serve. They want to leave it open because they're afraid of losing someone's business or owning the intensity of their niche expertise. But when you get them talking, every single one of these women has some area that lights them up to no end. And I know for sure that if they would step into that fully and stand in a room of the people they love to serve with vulnerability and passion, that those clients would be magnetically drawn to them. People can feel it when you're genuine and generous. And that combination is irresistible. But we hold ourselves back because we feel indulgent or lazy. We hold ourselves back because we feel like it's too risky to lean into this narrow purpose. And we feel guilty because we look around and we see the struggle of those around us. And we let ourselves believe that we have to struggle too. I mean, maybe your parents struggle to earn enough or maybe your community is suffering. Maybe your partners or friends are in careers that are constant points of friction. I have been in all of those spaces. And when you're accustomed to struggle, it's really hard not to think, who the heck am I to show up and create a magnetic and energizing and profitable business being who I am? Something so easy. But the answer is really simple, and it's who are you not to? Who are you to play small and hide the magic that only you have? Who are you to keep 
the people you are innately good at serving in the dark and without that thing you can give them. Who are you to starve us of your gifts because you're afraid to own your power? Honestly, when I started shaping this biz sermon today on a voice memo in my car, I had no idea where it was going to go. I really thought I was going to sit down and talk to you about rest because holy F, I overdid myself yesterday, so it's on my mind. But then I got going and I knew that's not what you and I needed to talk about. We needed to have this conversation. So you see, I lost my mom eight years ago, and when she passed away, I was still so unformed, just this jelly little 20-year-old figuring out who she was in the world and where to sink her feet into the ground. And then there were years of grappling afterwards, processing through the decades of unhealed life and trauma before I could sort myself out. And by the time I was in my mid-20s, though I'd spent a couple of years in therapy and finally got my daughter to sleep through the night, which was a whole thing in and of itself, and that magic combination of talk therapy and a good rest allowed me the space to get acquainted with who I am. And it's been comforting and intriguing to me now that the ways I find myself inhabiting the world and showing up to serve my community have turned out to be really similar to the ways that my mom did. In my experience, most of life's problems can be solved with an intimate one-on-one conversation and a home-cooked meal. You know, like it just does something for you. And after a lifetime of seeing our differences, I found myself walking in her shoes. And it is the comfiest space. Every day, I look for more ways that I can do more generous work through writing artful words and talking to women around a table because I believe to my core that I am here to give up the hustle and to embrace joy. And that might not be your thing, but it's mine. And I got to live this all out and learn it in a really tangible way last year. And it's a good anecdote. Every sermon needs a well-told anecdote. Last year, I hit a crisis point in my business. There was monumental growth. Um, Actually, every year that we've been in business, we've had 300% or more growth year over year, which gets crazy. But, you know, this time when I hit the growth, it was so intense that we'd hit that 300% marker almost in like six months. It was totally unsustainable and I was so burned out and anxious. I, I mean, I couldn't even go near my laptop without feeling dread. And obviously, I am not here to run a business that fills me with anxiety. It is the opposite of the agency ethos. So one night I pulled out a journal and I did what I so often do, which is I just started brain dumping everything that was weighing on me and stressing me out and filling me with dis-ease. And everywhere that I needed support and exactly what kind of help I dreamed of receiving. And I was just filling these pages, imagining what my ideal team member would look like who could step in and support me. 
And when I finished, I just went completely calm because I knew exactly who the person I needed was. I knew it because everything I had written down exactly described the innate, natural, most authentic personality traits of one of my dearest friends. And so I took a picture of my journal page and I sent it to her. And she was so confused. She was like, what is this? Because because what you're describing here is me. And that's how I got the best project manager onto my team. And because of her, I was able to handle one of the most challenging years of my life, this enormous business growth. And my daughter coming to live with me full time and beginning a battle with chronic illness without going under. In fact, I was able to handle all that and still get to launch new initiatives and courses. And even more beautiful than that, though, was that I got to watch her experience the magic of growing a business that's a natural extension of who you are. And now she has a thriving project management firm that's literally just her getting to show up every day being herself. Executive function and Trello and complex scheduling, it's what she does without thinking. But personally, even just saying those words out loud makes my brain want to explode. No thank you. But just like she couldn't put the words on a page with the fluidity and art that comes naturally to me, figuring out how to scale and manage and schedule the projects that keep my business running was impossible from where I stood. And every time she said, this is just what I do. How am I getting paid for this? I knew that the gap between us was exactly the explanation. Because where she felt fluidity and ease, I felt only panic. So I just want to pause for a moment and say, I'm not telling you that the work you do will never be hard or that you'll never face a struggle. You will. It is an emotional roller coaster, sometimes a financial roller coaster. And there are so many times where you're going to be fighting against your own mindset like no other. You will have to overcome obstacles that maybe you never knew existed. But there can also be so much peace and ease. Because the thing you should charge the most for, I can almost promise you, it is the thing you do the easiest. And if you are unsure of who your ideal clients are, just look at the people who have been simplest and most joyful for you to work with. If you want to know how to show up more authentically and genuinely and energetically in your business, just look at the ways you love and care for those closest to you because I know you'll find the answers. We need to stop playing small and pretending like we're less powerful than we are by trying to force ourselves to be somebody that we are not. If you showed up with your particular niche service and your particular niche client, that work that you do with ease and joy and energy, if you showed up there with conviction and passion, you would transform the lives of your clients. And perhaps even more importantly, you would transform yourself. You would get to experience the relief that is showing up in the world in a way that feels authentic and meaningful to you. 
So what I want to say to you, babe, is that we need you. We need you to show up. Show up in the ways that are filled with ease and flow. Persevere. Yes, persevere through the emotional roller coaster and the obstacles. Persevere through the months when your revenue is lower than it has ever been, especially after the month when it was higher than it has ever been. Persevere through the negative self-talk and the lack of support from the people who do not understand you because they are there and you're just going to have to get strong enough to withstand it. We need you to persevere, but we do not need you to be in pain. We need you to persevere, but we do not need you to struggle against the beautiful, messy self that you are. Because it's in that beautiful, messy space of you exactly as you are that you will find your power to serve us with authenticity and strength and greatness. And I am so ready for you to show up in that.